Well, hey, welcome to Valley Creek Online. It's so great to be with you. So wherever you are in the world, maybe you're hanging out in your kitchen, your living room, maybe you're on a walk or in your backyard, wherever you are, I'm so glad that you joined in with us today. And if you joined in for the first time, and we love having you. Now, can we do this? Could we all actually give each other a big welcome together? Like put your hands together and let's just celebrate each other. That may seem a little awkward, but hey, it's a step of faith to just remind us that we're not alone in this. We are in this together. Now here at Valley Creek, I wanna remind you that hope is here. Everyone is welcome and Jesus changes everything. And we are one church and we're gathering in thousands of locations online and everywhere we are, we carry the hope of Jesus. Now today is a special day. It's a very special day because hey moms, Happy Mother's Day! It's Mother's Day! Now maybe you're with your mom right now and hey, that's cool. Maybe you don't normally get to do that or maybe normally you are with your mom and you can't be with her today. Whatever it is, let's just remember, moms are awesome. And so moms, maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you wanna be a mom. You're waiting to be a mom. You're a spiritual mom. Whatever kind of mom you are, happy Mother's Day. Maybe you look forward to this day all year long. Maybe it's your favorite day of the year, or maybe it's the day you actually dread to see it coming. I want you to know we value you. We appreciate you and we love you. And so here's what's gonna happen today. We're gonna get to hear from three dynamic women today. Women that are moms and women that are passionate about Jesus. And they're each gonna share with us something that they have learned in this season. Now you may hear that and think, what does it have to do with me? I'm not a mom. What it has to do with you is everything because they're gonna share with you what they have learned as they have been following Jesus. And let's be honest, in this season, who's had it tougher than moms? I mean, there's nobody following Jesus more than moms in this season. And so I know they've got something incredible to share with us. So let's lean in. Let's open up our hearts and minds and let's receive from Jesus together today. Happy Mother's Day. And I hope all of the mamas out there are having a spectacular day. You know what they say about the day of a mom. The days are long, but the years are short. Now, if you're a mom, you get this because our days start early and they end late, and there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. And those years, man, they start to go by so fast. And our kids grow up faster than we're really ready for. And during all of the time in between, we are just trying to get a grip on parenting. And just when we think we've got it, just when we have found our motherhood vibe, something changes. Our kids will change. The season changes. You see, motherhood is a lifetime of constantly changing seasons. It starts out that way with season baby. Now, this is the most fun season, but it's the most exhausting season. It is sleepless nights. It is high demand days. It's when you start asking that, will I ever question? Will I ever sleep again? Will I ever shower again? Will I ever eat my meal while it's still warm again? It is a trying season, but it is a terrific season. And those babies grow up so fast. And the next thing you know, the season changes. 
And now you're in season elementary school. Now this, this is a six-year season, and it is full of field trips and class parties and those theme weeks that the schools come up with. You remember those? It's where the kids have to wear something unique and special every day. And you find out about it at like 9 o'clock the night before because your kid didn't bring the calendar home. And this sad item of clothing, you don't have it in your house. And if you did, it's at the bottom of a pile of dirty laundry smelling like two-day-old Fritos. You know what I'm talking about. It's carpools and sack lunches. And it's a great season of firsts for you and for your child. And just about the time that you've mastered it, you're doing your victory dance around that elementary school. Well, then the season changes. And now you're in season middle school and there's bigger hallways, bigger homework, and sometimes there's some pretty big heartbreaks for your kid that even the best mom cannot protect them from. It's a time when you watch them find their independence and we pray, oh, we pray in this season and our faith gets tested by eighth grade algebra. And if that doesn't get you, oh, the first school dance will. It's a three-year season, and it goes by in a blink. And then the season changes, and now you're at season high school. Even bigger homework that nobody knows how to do. And it's driver's ed and driver's license, and they drive you crazy. And then it's senior year, and decisions and decisions and decisions. And then the season changes. And then comes the season, well, it's that hard season. It's the season that mothers really don't talk a lot about. It's the season when your child leaves your home and they begin their journey of adulthood without you and you watch them walk out the door and you're, you're looking at them and they're 18 years old and you're saying, I can still see you and you were 18 months old. Where has the time gone? And all of these well-meaning people will say things like, oh, it's okay, it's normal, it's supposed to be that way. And I can tell you firsthand, the heartbreak that a mother feels when she's separated from her child, there's, there's nothing that feels like it's supposed to be that way. But we get through it. And we get through it because we know that the next season that's coming, that's the season that holds some of the most precious memories of life. It's watching them, watching where they go and who they become. It's watching them become a hope carrier. And one day... Maybe watching them fall in love and get married and have a child of their own in the seasons, well, they start all over again. Because motherhood is a lifetime of constantly changing seasons. And the seasons will come and go, and as they change, we change in them. Because a season, it's defined as just a span of time. It's a span of time, and how you live in that season, it depends on your perspective of the season. And you and I, we are living right now in a season that none of us could have prepared for, that none of us expected. A global pandemic, COVID-19. I think I can speak well for all of us when I say this has been a hard season, and yet... We can still choose our perspective of it. We can have the perspective of the world that says, get out of it, or the perspective of the kingdom that says, invite God into it. The world says, when times are hard, you run from them, but the kingdom says, you run to Jesus at all time. So can I ask you a question today? Are you running? 
Maybe I should ask it like this. What is your perspective of this season? Because maybe there's an invitation in it for us. Maybe God is inviting you and me to surrender this season to him because he's a big God and he can do big things in small seasons. He gave David a season of waiting. He gave Queen Esther a season of preparing. He gave the disciples a season of equipping. And he has given you and me this season. And there is a purpose in it. But to find God's purpose in the season, we have to give that season to him. And when we lean into it, that's when we get the lessons out of it. The psalmist said it so well. He said it like this. Teach me, Lord, to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Number my days. That means that every single day matters. Every day counts. To value the days, not to wish them away. And knowing that on the other side of it, there's a reward. It's the reward of a wise heart. Have you ever known a mom or maybe a grandmother who has lived with a wise heart? Her life just explodes grace and love and joy. All of that is evidence of season after season after season with Jesus. And those are the women that we go to for wise counsel, and they all tell us the same thing. They will say, you keep your eyes on Jesus, and he will get you through. It's just season. And this too, it will pass. So on this Mother's Day, I don't know what season you're in. Maybe it's a season of joy, and I celebrate that and God's goodness with you. Maybe it's a season of sorrow, and I feel that with you and encourage you to find the faithfulness of God because it's not just mothers. We all live a life of constantly changing seasons. May we find God's perspective in them. May we learn to number the days of them. May we receive the grace and the receiving the wisdom of heaven so that in Jesus' name we can live a whole hearted life. Life is a series of seasons. So let's go live them and love them every single one. Happy Mother's Day to you. Now, wherever you are on your motherhood journey, can we just admit together that as moms, we like to be noticed. It's true. Come on, admit it. We like to be noticed. So can I just encourage you, moms, you are not forgotten. You are seen and you are loved. See, as moms, we like to sacrifice and work hard for the people in our lives, but we like those people to take notice. Now, you add quarantine into the mix where we're with all our people all of the time, and those feelings of being overlooked and unnoticed, they really get big. And if you're anything like me, you find yourself wandering around the house singing old show tunes like, it's a hard knock life for me, hoping that somebody will take notice. Now, this just isn't a mom thing. This is an everybody thing. Take, for example, your work or school. You want your efforts and your contributions to be noticed. Maybe it's a promotion that you were going for uh, that you didn't get. Or maybe you work harder than everybody else, but 
people don't recognize your work ethic, or maybe you have all these great ideas, but somebody else takes credit for them, and you just feel like saying, would somebody please notice me here? Well, you are not forgotten, and you are not alone. We all experience this. Why? Because it's part of the human condition. See, it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Eve was tempted to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, and he said to them, you can eat from any of the trees, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent, the enemy, came in, and he began to tempt Eve. And the tactic that he used was to make her feel overlooked, forgotten. Hey, Eve, did God really say that you weren't supposed to eat from that tree? I wonder what he knows that you don't know. He gave her a really good dose of FOMO, fear of missing out. And in that moment, Eve began to doubt the goodness of God for her. She felt overlooked. Is God holding out on me? Is he trying to exclude me? She felt forgotten. So what did she do? Well, she took her attention and focus off of God, the one who had given her life and breath and everything that she had ever needed, and she put it on her and what she didn't have. Now here's the irony, the really big irony. She did to God what she was afraid God was going to do to her. She forgot him. She overlooked his goodness. She forgot about his faithfulness. She didn't value the relationship. She forgot him. God did not forgot, forget her. In fact, the truth is that she had the complete attention and affection of the creator. He came and walked and talked with her every single day. Eve was valued, and the work of her hands were valuable. Eve was not forgotten, and neither are you. 1 Peter 1 verse 2 says, You are not forgotten, for you are chosen and destined by God. You are not forgotten. Some of you, you just really need to hear that today. Not only are you not forgotten, but you are chosen and destined. You are handpicked by God for relationship and for purpose. Hear me, you are not forgotten. Now I know, I know that feeling forgotten and overlooked, it's real and it hurts. It, it stinks, I know. And the giants of being overlooked and left out, they roar at us over and over again so constantly that we kind of forget and, and don't even recognize them anymore. But here's the danger. When, when we harbor these feelings in our hearts, we become resentful. We begin to resent the situation. We begin to resent the people in the situation. And we begin to resent God we start to harbor an offense, and we put up walls, and then we get trapped behind those walls. And then we kind of want to push God aside and forget him. And then we feel forgotten, and the whole loop, the whole pattern starts all over again. We feel forgotten, 
We begin to get resentful, we put up walls, we push God away, and then we feel forgotten, and it happens all over again. And there's only one way to break out of this loop and this cycle, and that's worship. See, all throughout the Bible, heroes of the faith felt forgotten, but they didn't get stuck in the loop. Take, for example, Hannah, Elizabeth, Sarah. They all couldn't have kids. They felt forgotten. Or what about Moses? He spent years in the desert feeling forgotten by his countrymen. Or what about King David? Oh my goodness, that guy was forgotten so many times. His own dad forgot that he was part of the family. But there's something that each of these heroes of faith had in common that they did so they didn't get stuck. They stopped and they turned their attention and their focus towards Jesus. They worshiped. That's what worship is, turning the affection and the attention and the focus of our heart to him. See, when you start to worship, when you start to remember who God is and what he's done for you, that he's redeemed you and restored you and renewed you and revived you and given you life, suddenly you stop focusing on you and you begin to focus on him. You are not forgotten. So can I ask you today, are you feeling forgotten or overlooked? Well, can I encourage you to do what the heroes of faith in the Bible did? They turned their affection and their focus to Jesus. You are not forgotten, for you have been chosen and destined by God. And then the last part of that verse says this. May the grace and peace of Jesus wash over you, cascade over you again and again. That is the result of worship, the grace and the peace of Jesus washing over you, cascading over you. So today, Mother's Day, may I remind you that you are not forgotten. Happy Mother's Day. I think that Mother's Day 2020 is going to be an unforgettable one, not because we're socially distancing and not because we're in the midst of a global pandemic, but because God is inviting us to push the reset button on our lives. It's a year for all of us to reset, to restart, to recalibrate, to redefine what our lives are all about. And when you think about what it means to reset, it's kind of like when your computer is not working right and everything seems to be out of sorts, and sometimes you just need to stop and push the reset button. And when you do, you bring everything back into alignment. You bring it back the way it's supposed to be. You restore it back to its original purpose so it can do what it was created to do. And this Mother's Day, God's grace is on all of us for a divine reset. See, we're in a unique window of time where he's inviting us to new life, to do things differently, to live differently. He's inviting us to come back into alignment with him so that we can live the life that we were created for. See, just a couple weeks into the social distancing, I felt like I should transition from a life of eating, overeating baked goods to a life of productivity. And so one day, after a long day of work and homeschooling and 941 Zoom calls, I decided to do one of those quarantine cleanouts. 
You know when everything in your life feels out of control, so you decide to do the one thing you feel like you can control? And for me, it was taking inventory of our pantry. And so that's what I did. So I start cleaning things out, and I get to that top shelf where the canned goods are, you know, the staple foods, beans and tomatoes. And I know they're fine, but I decide to pull one out anyway, and I look at the bottom, and sure enough, it's expired, April 2020. I pull down the next one, expired, March 2020. I pull down the third one, it says, expired May 2020. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. These are foods that I thought would last a long time that I thought were still good. And they were all expiring in this window of time. And as I looked at all these foods, I just felt like the Lord was saying, this is a picture of your life. There are all kinds of things that are expiring, things that you've held onto, things that are taking up too much space and it's time for them to go. Ways of living, ways of thinking, routines and patterns. And I just felt like the Lord whispered to me, it's time for a reset. Will you trust me enough to allow me to reset some things in your life? You see, the key to a reset life is taking inventory or examining closely, taking a closer look at what is there. And that's really the gift that this season has given to us. It's forced all of us to slow down where we probably wouldn't have on our own. It's allowed us to see what is so we can more clearly see what can be. You see, stopping to take inventory and examining your life, it positions you and prepares you for a reset. It's a pause. It's a holy invitation where God is inviting us to more. It's kind of like the psalmist said in Psalm 139 when he cried out, search me and know me, God. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And that's us today in 2020 on Mother's Day saying, God, search me, search my heart, examine my life. Are there things I'm holding onto that I need to get rid of? Am I living the life that you created me for? You see, it's not until we stop and take inventory that we even realize we needed a reset. Like you're probably not going to push the reset button on your life if you think that things are good. But when you stop and look closely, you may discover that there are things in your life that are expired, that it's time for them to go because God wants to give you something new. Maybe it's some unforgiveness you've been holding on to or fears that have held you back or a disappointment that you've carried or maybe it's just activities that have filled your calendar or relationships you've had or something that's taken up a lot of your time and energy that just no longer lines up with where God is taking you. You see, getting rid of expired things doesn't mean they were bad. I mean, I made some pretty good meals with those tomatoes and beans, but they were no longer serving their purpose. They were just not as effective now as they were then. You see, until you're able to fully let go of what was, it's hard to receive everything that God has for you. And this is something that I struggle with, if I'm honest, because part of me wants to hold on to things and store things up for security or for safety or for control. But God's showing me that I don't have to do that. You see, in this season, he's reminding me that I don't have to hold on to what was or expired food, and either do you. The only thing we're invited to hold on to is Jesus, and he will give us everything we need. He will give us a reset. 
And so taking inventory or examining your life, it allows you to get rid of what is no longer serving you, but it also allows you to be aware of what you do have. And if any of you have done some quarantine cleanouts, you know what I'm talking about. It's like suddenly you rediscover things that you haven't seen for a long time. Like I cleared out those cans and you would not believe what I found. I mean, there was coconut milk to start with, like nine cans worth. And do you know what I was able to make with coconut milk? A whole lot of things. And the same is true for you. When you stop and get rid of the expired things in your life, you are able to see what God has given to you. And sometimes you look on the shelf of your life and you see gifts and talents and passions that maybe have been unused, and God says to you, I've given those to you for your good and for my glory. But you see, it's not until you stop and take inventory that you're able to see them because they were probably hiding behind expired things. But now in this season, God wants you to rediscover his goodness in your life. The dreams that he's given to you, the passions and talents that he's gifted you with, the circumstances that you've overcome, the prayers that have been answered, the grace that he has to give you to walk through the situations you're facing in life today. You see, when you become aware of what you do have, it fills you with gratitude. See, taking inventory and examining your life prepares and positions you for a reset. And so no matter where you are at today, God wants to give you a reset exactly where you need it. He is lovingly and compassionately saying to you, will you trust me enough to allow me to reset some things in your life? You see, who you've been does not determine who you can become. And where you've gone is not where you're going. You can choose today to take inventory and receive a divine reset. It's the greatest Mother's Day gift you will ever receive. I mean, don't get me wrong. Chocolate and flowers and acts of service, those are also welcome. But the greatest gift you will receive is a reset. And that's what Jesus has given to you. He is the reset. And so this Mother's Day, remember that his grace is on you and that it is time for a reset. So life is a series of seasons. You are not forgotten and it is time for a reset. I don't care who you are. There was something in that for everyone to discover more of the life and the hope that we have in Jesus. And hey, if there is anything that we can pray for you about, I'd encourage you just go to that prayer tab on our site. You can fill that out and our team would love to reach back out to you to pray for you. And if you'd like to give today, you can give online. Giving is one of the ways that we trust God and remember that everything we have comes from Him. And it's through your generosity that we continue to be a movement of hope And at the end of the service, we're going to have some response questions for you to just process and talk through the things that were shared today. And so I'd encourage you to take some time to do that. Talk about that with the people that are with you or maybe find some time later to get with somebody and go through those questions. But hey, remember, it's Mother's Day. And so we've got something a little bit different, a little special is we're going to be putting this graphic up. It's going to fill the whole screen. And so I'd encourage you just Take a selfie, take a picture with it and send that out to your mom. Tell her you love her. In fact, I'm going to do this right now. Let me just take mine. There we go. Send that to my mom. Yeah, so send that to her. Maybe who is an influential female in your life? Just somebody that's invested in you. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a coach. 
Maybe it's an aunt, a grandmother. Who's somebody that you can take that picture and just send it to them and say, hey, I love you. Thank you for investing in me. It's a great time to honor them. So, hey, remember, we'd love to pray for you. You can give online and we'll have those response questions for you at the end. And Valley Creek, remember, God is good. Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved and everything is possible. Blessings.